Hi friends! Okay, this morning we are visiting with Tucker Brown from the R.A. Brown Ranch in Throckmorton, Texas. Tucker's a sixth generation rancher and he went back to the family operation after he graduated from TCU. And that's actually how I know Tucker is we were classmates in the TCU Ranch Management Program. And him and his family are truly some of the best people you'll ever meet. I love their mentality. I love their perspective. I love what they're doing for the beef industry. And I can't wait for you guys to hear from him because he just has a really cool perspective coming from a seed stock operation. And if you're listening and you don't know what a seed stock operation is, Tucker's going to give us the ins and the outs of how important it is to... Um, for a seed stock operation and what all they do for the industry. I mean, these these seed stock operations are the ones who lead our genetics. They're the ones who make our cattle better. They're the ones who make our efficiency go up where we can use less but do more with our, with our beef products. And I can't wait for you guys to visit with him um, and just all about his family and how they do everything and how they develop their bulls, how they help their com- customers and just the trust factor that goes into this and I just can't wait for you guys to hear from them so I'm gonna quit talking and I'll let you hear from Tucker Brown here we go let's get this started let's get it started in here and the bass keeps running running and 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 running running there's no disrespect, so when I bust my rhyme, you break your necks. We got five minutes for us to disconnect from all intellect and let the rhythm affect. To lose the inhibition, follow your intuition, free your inner soul and break away from tradition. Cause when we be out, okay, I guess to get started, my first question is tell us about you and your operation. What do you guys do? Who are you? What do you stand for? You know, all of the good, good the good things. Sure. Um, well, my name is. Tucker Brown. I'm from Throckmorton, Texas. That's the north central part of the state and uh, grew up on a family ranch here in Throckmorton and um, R.A. Brown Ranch or seed stock operation that sells uh, three different breeds of seed stock cattle, Red Angus, Black Angus, and Sim Angus. And so we have uh, been in the business celebrating our 125th anniversary this year. So it's been it's been a lot of fun to be able to come back after uh, graduating from TCU Ranch Management and becoming a part of the family, the family business. The uh, what what we like to say here at the ranch is our one of our goals is to one keep the ranch in the family and the family in the ranch. Uh, but really, our our mantra or of of our part of the ranch here at the seed stock operation, we we are continually striving to increase the efficiency of converting God's forage into safe, nutritious, and great-tasting beef to better feed his people. And that really wraps up wraps up what we try to do uh, as a business. Yeah, that's so awesome. That is so cool. So tell everybody a little bit about the seed stock operation. Maybe there's people listening who don't know anything about the agriculture industry in general. And what exactly is a seed stock operation? Oh, a seed stock operation is so different than uh than what a, i think a lot of people um who who are not involved in the agriculture industry much really think about so the the seed stock industry is a 
very scientific, um, a, a lot of statistics, measurements. And as far as measurements, I'm, I'm talking, um, I'm talking weight gain. I'm talking height. I'm talking what they weigh when they're born, when they're, uh, when they're weaned, when like seven, eight months, uh, whenever they're a year old, whenever they're two years old. Uh, we're taking all these statistics and all these measurements to see which cattle perform the best, what cattle are the most efficient, how much feed do we have to give these animals for them to put on a pound of beef. Um, we're, we're trying to see which, you know, what bloodlines are the most, most fertile. And I like to put it in human terms. If I'm going to create the most, uh, the, the best basketball player that I can, I'm going to find LeBron James and I'm going to go find Brittany Griner. And I'm going to produce the best basketball player that I can. And that's what we do with cattle is we are trying to produce the best cattle that we can because of the statistics, DNA testing, and measurements that we can take to best predict how these animals are going to perform. And with that, uh, we, we have our customer base is one um, uh, very similar to you, Letty, that, that raise cattle and buy and they need a bull to put on the cows and they want to buy uh, a bull that they know is going to produce well and so with the statistics yeah. measurements dna testing and all the all the uh good things that we put into these animals our customer base can trust what they're buying from us and that's an animal that's a bull that's going to do their job uh, and if they don't we can stand behind that that's so awesome. So when when do I buy a bull? You already sold me on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we have uh, in, in celebration of 125 years. We we've been selling private treaty for a long time, but for 46 years, 47 years, we've been having an annual bull sale in the fall, and that's the second Wednesday uh, of October. And recently, the past five years, we started a March uh, sale. And that is the second Wednesday of March. And October, you're looking at there's going to be about five to 600 bulls that will be sold that day, auction style. And in March, it's going to be about 200 to 250 bulls that will be sold. And it's an event. Um, we, you know, we've got a lot of food. We'll have some music. We'll have a bull sale. And we, we like to make it a good time just because uh, we have folks that have made every single sale. And uh, to be able to say that, that's not any of my doing. You know, it started with my grandparents, and now my parents who are running it, and I want to do the same thing. Like I said, we, uh, we're in it because we want to keep the ranch and the family and the family and the ranch. That's so awesome. So what made you decide to go home? Oh, such a good question. Uh, whenever I left Throckmorton to go to college, I did not have a plan on coming back for quite a while, besides to see my family, but I did not have the intention of coming back to work on the ranch immediately. Of course. Uh, whenever I did go, I went to Love Christian University uh, to play basketball, and uh, I, I wanted to leave and get out and, and experience something I never had before and different types of people. And so that was uh, and Lubbock, not necessarily a big town, but for a, for a, a young man coming out of Throckmorton, Texas, with a population of 800, that Lubbock was a big city. <laughs> of course it yeah. is. Yeah, and, and working. Really so I got to be around a bunch of people who the only thing they knew about agriculture was there's cows and there's cotton fields. 
and that's that's the extension of their knowledge of it. And so there was no unique connection to agriculture and land uh, that that I had come from. So that really made me realize, man, whenever I do settle down, I I want to be on a ranch, whether it's home, uh, whether it's whether it's somewhere else. I want to be at a place where I can raised my family to have this uh, n- now a unique connection with livestock and land. Yeah. Yeah. And the more I was away from home, the more it made me want to go home. That's cool. That's awesome. It's so unique when people do decide to return home because there's, I think it's so hard to make things work this now in today's age, especially, you know, just with anything, whether you're a farmer or a rancher, it's really hard to make ends meet sometimes. Right. It's becoming so much more challenging every, you know, every, uh, every year. And the, the thing I think is so important is, uh, that there's a lot of places that are still doing the exact same thing that they have been doing for, uh, I mean, if we were still doing the same thing that we were 125 years ago today, then we would not be in the place that we are. Um, Yes, it's, I agree. I mean, it's becoming, the lifestyle is absolutely wonderful. But uh, it is a business, and we have to treat it that way. Yeah, and you have to be innovative in, innovative in these in these times now. <laughs> exactly. And you're, I mean, you would know that more than anybody. You're, you're looking at, you, you started a beef business. You started this, uh, the, the wedding venue and an Airbnb and doing things that, uh, you know, some folks don't want to because they, they are ranchers or farmers and that's what they want to do. And that's okay. You don't have to change. Is no, you don't. You don't have yeah. to change, but you will have to compete with those who do. Yes, you will. And the same goes to you. I mean, you moved, you moved back home and you started a beef business and now you're selling merchandise too and all of the extras that goes into it. Right. I. Looking back now, whenever I did leave, or whenever I graduated, getting ready to graduate, my dad said, uh, "Congrat, you're, like you're getting close to graduating. I'm going to give you give you some advice. But first of all, you're going to, whenever you do graduate, you will have to leave here for at least two years. You can go into the workforce somewhere else. You can go to the army. You can go to college. But whatever you do, you leave for at least two years. You are always welcome back home after that. And." to work. You can work on the, you can just be a cowboy on the ranch or you can, uh, and, and be paid, you know, cowboy wages from the, the owner's son, which is, uh, from what I understood, not very much. <laughs> and, or I could <laughs> I come understand. back. Yeah. He said, he said, look, we can't just keep cutting this pie in half. We have a, we have a pie and we've been cutting it into smaller, smaller pieces. But if you're going to bring another family in, you are going to have to create something that adds to the pie, add a piece to the pie rather than taking a piece out. Yeah. And so that, uh, whenever I did come back, it was, uh, I went straight into managing wildlife and uh, leasing hunts and doing day hunts and things like that. And that's continued to move on to uh, the beef business and some merchandise. And so, uh, it's uh, to me, it's fun to be innovative. I mean, uh, it people, is. You know, people like Letty, you and I think a lot of the same on things like that. I, I, a new project is is really fun for me to do, and I, you know, a downfall of that is I tend to move to the next project before I finish one. 
Me too. Don't worry. <laughs> it's hard to stay focused sometimes. Yeah. And I, I also, you know, I'll, it sounds all, all good and lovey-dovey that, you know, working for the family. But anybody who says working with family is easy is a liar. It is. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it is hard. It, it is very hard. It's not easy, but I would not, I wouldn't have it any other way. Because I do love working with my family. And because we do have, uh, you know, that background of connection to this place. And, uh, you know, thank the Lord that we have kept the ranch in the family and the family in the ranch. Yeah, that is an awesome story. That is so cool, too. And I think it's so important. I mean, this is something I really think I've seen in the industry. I was in the feed yard for a while. But, you know, just we're really bad at managing human resources sometimes. Mm -hmm. So it's really awesome to hear when families can work together for the good of the ranch. Sure. You know. Sure. Um. There's so many families that will break up because, you know, greed plays in or whatever happens and they can't work together. So it's really awesome hearing your story and how well you guys work together. And, and you can see it from the outside looking in, too, you know. So it's really cool. Yeah, well, thank you for the con words. Yeah, of course. So if you were going to, I mean, we bought our bull, we bought your bulls last year. So we just introduced RAB genetics into our herd. I'm super excited. Yeah. Um, but from like, a, if I was taking beef to the consumer, what would, how would you sell me your bulls? You know, how, why me buying your bulls is going to benefit my bottom dollar the most? Like what's your, what's your big bang with that? Sure. If you're trying to sell me out. So that. I think it's important to understand, um, that buying a bull is an investment and not a cost. Uh, we, I like to put as much thought and time into, maybe not time, but, but thought and, uh, uh, you know, boxes to check that I put the absolute best sire with the best cow that I can, just like I would with my wife, uh, selecting a wife. I mean, and I wanted all the right boxes checked because it was, gonna, it was going to change my future dramatically depending on which you know what what lady i wanted to marry and i think it's important to understand that whatever bull that you're buying is going to absolutely change the direction that you take the genetics and performance of your herd with so um i mean i i do like the the saying you get what you pay for uh not of course and and <laughs> we uh We've been doing it for 125 years, and we know that, uh, not me, but, you know, my family and, and the, the friends that we've made and been able to ask questions and get better, we're not in it for the short term. We're, we're in it for the long term, and that means if we can make you more money, Letty, that you would keep coming back. So where, where I like to say, Letty, that you're going to make more money with you're, you are going to make money with the bull that you buy from us. We have put that time and effort into selecting the best sire to put with that bull's mama that you bought. Right. So, yeah, um, of course, it also went through multiple tests. It, it did a DNA test uh, to, to look at the genetic markers on it to see. Um, see how good of a performer it would be. And the, the EPDs that you looked at would be the most accurate that they could be whenever you bought them. 
And um, I think the development is also an important part because um, we we have developed these bulls to last a long time, to breed a lot of cows, and uh, to, to be fertile. They're all fertility tested, so you know that whenever you get them home, you can turn them out straight to the cows. And we know that uh, the bulls were developed on a high forage ration so that whenever you do turn that bull out onto grass, he, his belly's ready for it. His gut is, is ready to eat grass and, and not corn. And if uh, something were to happen, the, the, the bull that you buy, um, whether, it's, uh, whether he somehow goes infertile or whether he, he does break a leg or something, we stand behind that product and get you a bull to you as quickly as possible because we stand behind the product that we sent you. And so yeah, I, I would say that in the first place is that we're in it for the long haul. So if you're, if we need to make sure that our customers are making money. So because of that, uh, I, I think it's important to buy from people you trust. And so that's what we hope is that we uh, cre- create these relationships with, uh, with people that they can trust us and then stand behind the product when something does happen. And that, <laughs> that does hurt our bottom line, but it, uh, in the long run, I think it really helps us because it helps the customer right off the bat and then hopefully helps us down the road because you'll come back. But I do also, uh, whenever it, so take it to the next level. You're talking about the beef side of the business. We've selected, we've selected these cattle for 125 years to genetically be the best that they can be. And I think that has a lot of power behind it because we can, uh, continually get better as we look at different breedings, different, uh, different DNA samples. And we have selected, marbling has been one of our selections for, uh, I mean, as long as my, as long as EPDs have been available, we've been looking to that end customer, making sure that that beef experience is safe, nutritious, and great tasting. That is really awesome. And the fact that you have the records to go back on that, to know, you know, you've been selecting for this for so long. It's so cool to hear the seed stock side of things where we're just a commercial operation. You know, we don't really think about that. We trust you guys to make the best decisions that will benefit our bottom dollar when we buy your bowls. Sure, sure. So what's your, okay, if I was going to come to you and tell you, okay, Tucker, I live in Southwest Kansas. I live in the boonies. We have sandy ground. My mamas are too big. I'm trying to get my cow size down. What would you suggest, you know, are you going to help me out in picking a bull? Which ones are going to be the best benefit for our operation? Kind of walk people through that process of what you go through. Yeah. I, so I love it whenever people come and ask that question. This is where I live. This is what I want my cows to look like. And this is what I need my bull to do. Um, because whenever you come and buy a bull, uh, you, may, you may see the bull once before you buy him. He may, yes. and I have seen these bulls almost every day, you know, six days a week since they've, since they've been here. And that is, I know me, my dad, 
the Cowboys here know these cattle better than anybody else. So by you asking, I, I think that's really neat whenever our customers do come and ask, hey, what, what do I need? What, what bull is going to fit me better? I, I think that's really neat because we can really give a, uh, give a list of, of bulls that we think best fit your operation. In the end, it's absolutely, uh, just like you know, Letty, it's absolutely your choice. You go in the pen, you see one you like that's not on the list, get after him. Uh, throw the hand up, get a bid. <laughs> but uh, we, we, really like, uh, we really like it whenever folks ask that because we can give a list of bulls that we really feel like fit their operation. That's awesome. That is so cool. <clears throat> and even whenever I was at your March sale, and that was the first sale I've been to, but just the environment of sale day and anticipation, you guys put so much heart and so much work into those. It's really amazing just seeing it all all pan out and work work out towards good, you know, and just seeing the different producers there and visiting with, uh, like-minded people, it really is something special. And I, I appreciate those kind words. It, we've we've worked really hard to make it a really fun place to come. Um, and I would say, uh, I don't know how many were at the yeah at our October sale. Uh, you know, we'll we'll see anywhere from six hundred to a thousand people. And our hope is uh, not all of those are buyers, of course. We you know we I would love for everybody to be a buyer there, yeah. but. I think there are quite a few people that come to have some good food and have some really good fellowship and enjoy the event. Um, we'll, we'll spend a little extra time and effort in making sure that uh, we, we have uh, something for the ranchers' wives to do, whether that's uh, look at some merchandise or um, hang out in the air conditioning where, it's, where they can, or heating, depending on the, on the day, and have some good food. And I think it's important to to have those customers happy at your place, and or not even customers, just people at your place happy, making the event really fun. And as we move into a place that is more virtual every day, into a time that's more virtual mm-hmm. every day, yeah, we hope to bring people to the ranch on sale day. But we'll obviously always have the online bidding uh, available, uh, but. Our hope is that people would rather come to the sale than uh, bid over the phone. And it's it's so much better whenever you're in person too, versus being online. I think so. I I think the the folks that do come here really get a great look at the bulls and know what they're getting. Uh, and the good thing is is uh, that the folks who do buy online can trust that the bull that they get is is going to be good because they've gone through our strenuous, basically, training program. <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely. But I think it's really important for the customer to come and see the bull and see the place. And, uh, I mean, there's a lot of, uh, you can tell a lot about a place by how it's kept up and how things look at the ranch. And I think it's a really great impression whenever folks can show up and see a uh, clean, tidy, and, and have a really good time. Of course. Yeah, it is. You know, with all of the craziness we lived in last year, 2020, I mean, it still feels like it's dragging on. But <laughs> how has it, has it affected you guys at all? I mean, have you changed your day-to-day operations or have you, you know, what are you doing? Are you changing anything, I guess I should say? 
That's a that's a good uh, a good question that I'm glad I can answer um, with a smile on my face. So yeah, I do agree that this year has or last year has dragged on. Kind of feels still <laughs> like it's a little bit of 2020. It uh, does. And we were really worried that it was going to to affect our sales uh, by by people not wanting to maybe spend uh, spend or invest. Uh, the money that they normally would into a bull or um, not want to show up. Uh, but we had the most uh, attended sale in October that we've ever had uh, since 2013, which was whenever uh, we, we sold everything on the ranch. But since then, this is the most attended sale that we've had was in October in the midst of this pandemic. And we did have to change a few things. We, um, put some TVs outside the building so if people did not feel comfortable being inside um, and or, or social distance inside, they could go outside, sit in chairs, uh, and, and be have a plenty of distance from people. So yeah. there's a there's a couple more investments that we had to make. We we got a tent outside. Uh, we had had to get a couple more TVs, and I, I probably should mention that we do not put cattle through the ring anymore, which, which may be uh, a little different than most places, but uh, we feel that that is the that helps, helps our atmosphere of, uh, of what we want, the atmosphere we want to create. So every animal is on a, uh, is a video of the animal on the screen, on the TV screen. So those extra yeah. TVs that we got outside, uh, people could be outside our facility and still be able to be, a part of the sale. And so it was a, definitely a learning experience and we almost didn't have enough food just because we didn't think that the <laughs> attendance was going to be that way. And it's, it was really hard to complain this year because the sales were fantastic. That's awesome. You know, thank, uh, thank the Lord that we're in a business of people that are loyal and, uh, love fellowship and people and, and cattle. So I, I yeah. wouldn't want to be anywhere else. I agree completely. And I said I was at your March sale. I was at your October sale, not your March sale. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I said, this year has kind of just been a year where you don't, sh you're not sure what month it is. <laughs> oh, you're exactly right. So, yeah. Okay. I think one of my, my last question is, and you've kind of hit on this already, but why do you do what you do? Why do I do what I do? Mm -hmm. I think it goes back to uh, to what has been instilled in me from growing up. The uh, you know I'm not the uh, I'm not the handiest uh, cowboy around, and I'm not the I don't understand genetics as good as as a lot of people, uh, but I do. Uh, as a lot of a lot of genetic specialists, anyway. But I, I do love uh, the I love the day to day uh, being with cattle, being with livestock. The unique connection uh, that that I can have with uh, land that my granddad walked, my great granddad walked. Mm -hmm. You know, being able to do that is uh, becoming more unique every year. It is. It really is. And it's. I, I think that that uh, that passion that my dad and my granddad have for 
creating the best cattle has done nothing but grow in me since uh, since I've grown up here. Uh, I mean, like I said, whenever I left, I didn't plan on coming back and and working here, but it was the uh, it was being away and seeing that uh, that connection that I did have was different than a lot of other people, and I wanted them to have that so bad. Yeah, yeah. So there was a uh, it was no question that what I wanted to do was going to be um, on a ranch or with livestock, something that something that way. But I think I would be crazy not to come back and work with my family. Oh yeah. And continue uh, mm-hmm. continue a legacy of being the best cattlemen that we can. And it's it's such a cool story, you know. You guys, I love listening to your story. I could listen to it over and over again. But just what your family stand for, what you do for the industry, all of it is really just a it's really just a great testimony to people like you who are in our industry and just really great people in in general so i i think you're right on that that there are but when you say great people i i i love to hear that about my family but i do think it's the ag ag industry in general too that uh that makes it so enjoyable to to do this is because i may not see a lot of people every day but the people i do see are people that i love to be around of course, they make it worth it when you're isolated and not doing anything. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, cabin first your heifers. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Exactly right. And so with, uh, and that's done nothing but grow in the past two weeks since I've I just had uh, my my first child was born a little over two weeks ago, almost yes. three weeks. How exciting! Almost three weeks ago, and oh so gosh. that's uh, that's done nothing but make me love being home even more. Yeah, yeah. How is she doing? Is she doing good? Oh, absolutely. Uh, uh, good. Doing so good. Uh, my wife is my wife is also doing well and healthy. That's awesome. And uh, both baby and mom are both healthy and happy. And that's uh, I'm actually getting some sleep, which I'm excited about. Wow, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Making steps. Yeah. Making steps. Kind of set the lo- set the bar low to begin with, and I've gotten a whole lot more sleep than I thought. So pretty. Happy. That's great. Oh yeah, and it's so cool. I mean, this is something you're building for your daughter too. So. And I think that helps kind of put a little more drive in me that, uh, and maybe a little bit more responsibility of uh, of taking care of of what's here, because yes. whenever. You know, whenever I'm I'm done, it's not like it just goes away. Uh, you know, hopefully, Lord willing. <laughs> oh yeah, yes. It uh, it continues down the line, and Rayleigh will be generation number seven. That's so exciting! It's really cool, and just the legacy there that y'all have—it's really awesome. And praise the Lord that it's been it, it's been done with a lot of. Uh, there's been some frustration at times, but it's been done with a lot of love, and so that I think has helped us through some generation transfers that is really getting a lot of uh, family ranches, especially here in Texas over the past 10 years. Yeah. That's something we don't talk about enough is the transition of what, how does, how do you do it? You know, mm. I mean, there's many, there's so many different options and it really just depends on the family. Uh, you're, you're right. And I do think that, uh, that my grandmother, she always, uh, she always does uh, love the saying that uh, 
that above all, the greatest of these is love. And so coming at it with family and love, which is so easy to say, but, <laughs> yes. but the practice of it is so difficult. And I, that's why I, the reason is. I love, absolutely love, love my grandmother um, is her ability to practice what she preaches. And so I think that uh, that's really what has gotten us to where we are today. Yeah, that's great. And I mean, it's just so awesome. And you're like, your guys' faith is so strong too. And, you know, you can definitely tell God has blessed you guys throughout these years and generations and many more generations to come too. So. Yeah, Lord willing, God is good. <laughs> yes, he is. So what is one of, okay, I'm going to, this is my last question, I promise. All right. <laughs> but what is the one thing you are super excited for coming in the beef industry? Oh, genetics or scientific things that you guys do i mean way over my head you know all the ends and outs mm. of that i try to with that but you know I, I in the beef industry i think um with what i'm excited about is i think this pandemic has moved people towards understanding agriculture a little more Yes, I, I agree completely. I think that it has made people really want to know where their food comes from. And though they want to know how it's treated, what it's been given, and maybe the knowledge of, of what's good and what's bad isn't isn't always exactly uh, a facts. But the, I think that has given us an opportunity of, of people like you and I, Letty, to step in and say, this is what is healthy. This is what is good. This is what good cattle treatment is like. And we can, it's kind of given us a stage almost. And, and we have to take the opportunity of it. So that is really what I'm excited for is uh, for if, if folks want to know where their food's coming from, I want to let them know that if they, if they get it from us or if they get it from the United States beef industry, that it's the most efficient and it is the, the safest beef in the world. We have a stage yeah. and we get to use it. And so that's what I, I'm really excited about. Are there some, some scientific things in the future? Yeah. I, I, I don't get as excited about it as my dad, but uh, we're, we're really getting into feed efficiency testing and bloodlines that are really feed efficient. And if we can produce cattle that gain more on less feed, then can we put more cows on less pasture and still not hurt the pasture? Something we don't know yet, but really exciting stuff coming that's our way. That's what it's yeah. all about. Exciting things yeah. coming our I mean, way. You know, producing more with less, using our resources, the better every day, being better at what we did yesterday. So exactly, that's exciting. Yes. So I think those are the t those are two things that I would say. But um, I'm most excited about the this kind of the stage we've been given. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. And thankfully, I mean, I know there's lots of crazy things going on with social media right now, but social media has given us a voice that we didn't really have before, and people are reaching out and asking about food, their food, where it comes from, how it's raised, and I think it's a great opportunity to really just capitalize on Right, that. right. And, and I, I want people to know, just like you were talking about having your um, producers trust you with your story and wanting you wanting them to understand the bulls that they're buying it's the same concept from you know buying beef in the grocery store or if they buy it from you or whoever yes. so 
It's that trust factor that we need to develop. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. With so, with a time of so much distrust and so much, I hope that the American people can, can have a trust that uh, and know that we have the safest food in the world here. Yes. Yeah, I agree completely. Is there anything else you want to add in on here and talk about? Hmm. Ah, uh, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I've 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 enjoyed the conversation and the the yeah, it's got too. you know it's made me think of I mean the questions you've asked have, have made me dig dig pretty deep on some things I haven't thought in a while. Uh, that's good. We have to remember why we do it, or else we lose sight in the mundane tasks of you know feeding cows every day or fixing things. Mm-hmm. Fixing water lines, you know, it's important to stay, know your why, and figure out what's why you're doing something. So. Right, right, yeah, yeah. I think. So, can, where can we, uh, where can we find you, Tucker? Ooh, yeah, that'd be something that's important. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, we are the RA Brown Ranch. You can find us on social media or uh, at at RA Brown Ranch on Instagram and Facebook, or you can find us uh, on our website rabrownranch.com we sell bulls uh, we sell horses great horses my brother's really uh, really talented and passionate horseman and does really well at that so bulls horses uh, merchandise uh, anything you could think of from beard balm to hoodies We've got a little How's bit of everything. Your bomb, is your beard bomb selling really well? Uh, that's a, that's been a little fun project to to do that. I you know I always thought I would I was I would make something handmade, but I didn't ever think it would be beard bomb. <laughs> but uh, you know I know enough guys like me that like to grow the beard and take care of it, and would our uh, our I don't know our uh, I don't know what the right word is, but passionate enough about taking care of their beard that they'd buy from <laughs> buy it, you know i love it i love it i think it's yeah, awesome a little different <laughs> avenue that that's not gonna add any pie to the uh to the to the family but uh just a little fun side project that i can do oh yeah you gotta keep it fun right <laughs> that's yeah. awesome that yeah. so, so online at rabrownranch.com or on facebook and instagram at rabrownranch have a lot of fun with it putting up some cool yeah. stories and post and like you said share it using it to share our platform yeah and i love seeing all the baby calves oh so many it's one of the best yes it's the best yeah it really is (laughs) makes a makes the cold winters a little bit less a little bit more tolerable yes whenever you have baby calves yes (laughs) it's so cool i I think it kind of revives my uh my energy when when new life is hitting the ground and Mm -hmm. and it does. Which it, with the seed stock business, I've got to get a weight in the first 24 hours that they're born. So I'm in them every day and get to see births happen. And I, then you go back to three weeks ago with my daughter being born. And that has just also given me, you know, new uh, new energy to to do what I do and know that uh, yeah. know that it is a miracle. It is. It really is pretty amazing when you stop to think about it and we're lucky we get to see it every day you know some people just aren't 
they just don't have the opportunity like we do. And sometimes we take it for granted. I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think there are quite a few, which is, you know, okay. We've, we've been as agriculture, we've been kind of beaten down here in the past 10 years of not of folks thinking that we're not doing our job. And so we kind of cut off and say, fine, we'll just do what we do by ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, which isn't probably the right attitude yeah. to have. <laughs> yeah, but it, it so, doesn't really communicate. Right, and it's well. so easy to, to fall into that. So if I had any last words, it's to encourage it anyone that's listening to keep sharing um, and not being defensive, but um, kindly explaining why the things that we do are the best for the animals and for the land. Yeah, those are great. Great last words. With, with a bang, bang. yeah. <laughs> with a bang. So. Well, it's great visiting with you, Tucker, and I really appreciate having you on. This conversation really ignites everything. Oh, it's been a so. lot of fun, and I'm honored to be a part of the Letty Podcast. Yeah, thank you, Tucker. I appreciate it. We will talk All right. to you soon. We'll see you later. Yeah. Okay, talk to you later. <laughs> Wow, how about that conversation? I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. I know we had so much fun talking about all of the different aspects that go into the seed stock operation and just kind of what Tucker and his family is doing. Um, And I hope you guys reach out and follow him on social media, see what he's all about. I know Tucker can be found on Friday nights announcing for basketball or football games. Um, He's a great speaker. And just his family overall are just really great people. So I hope you guys follow them on Instagram at R.A. Brown Ranch, or also you can follow Tucker at Tucker Brown. Um, And they also have a Facebook page at R.A. Brown Ranch. So go give them a follow, and I can't wait for you guys to go follow him and all their family and see what they're up to in the agriculture industry. So I hope you guys have a good day, and we will see you soon.